Hey everyone, welcome back to Money on a Mission, episode four. Today we're continuing our conversation about 10 things the Bible says are more valuable than money. Let's get started. With all the challenges money brings, how can we manage our finances in a way that aligns with our values? To answer this question, I've looked to mentors, books, and most importantly, the Bible. Join me as we seek to glorify God and love others in the way we manage our finances. This is Money on a Mission. All right, welcome back. Guys, I'm so excited to continue what we were talking about last time of 10 things that the Bible says are more valuable than money. If this is your first time tuning in, I highly recommend going back to last episode or even back to the beginning of this season. We're only four episodes in, so you still have time to get all caught up. Okay, last time we talked about the first five things that the Bible says are more valuable than money. Righteousness, integrity, humility, wisdom, and contentedness. We're going to dive into another five today and get six through ten. A few things before we get started. Many of these things are found all over the Bible, but I recorded those verses that specifically reference money. So some might have a ton of verses, some only have a few but they do show up in other contexts throughout the Bible. That means that this is not a list of the most important concepts in the Bible by any means. It's only a list of the things that are specifically compared to and said are more valuable than money. Some of these passages are clear directives. Do this, do that, don't do this, don't do that. This is more valuable than money. This is worth more than gold. But some are also examples. But in either case, we can find the same takeaways. Lastly, I'll read a couple verses on each thing, but for a full list of all the verses that I found in the Bible on these categories, make sure to check out the show notes on the website. Okay, let's dive in. First, number six, life. It sounds pretty obvious, but it's important to point out. Life is more valuable than money. There's really only two passages that make this direct comparison, and both are examples, but they're pretty powerful. First, is 2 Kings 12, 17-18. Jehoash trades money for the life and security of his people. Before we read this one, whenever you look at an example of behavior from Kings or Chronicles, you need to be careful. You can't just say, oh, well, it's in the Bible, so it must be an example of how we should act. There were a lot of bad kings who are better examples of what not to do. In this case, if we back up just a few verses, 1 Kings 12, 2 says, Jehoash did what was right in the eyes of the Lord all his days. So he's one of the good ones. We can use him as an example of what to do. Okay, back to where we started, 2 Kings 12, 17 through 18. At that time, Hazael, king of Syria, went up and fought against Gath and took it. But when Hazael set his face to go up against Jerusalem, Jehoash, king of Judah, took all the sacred gifts that Jehoshaphat and Jehoram and Ahaziah, his fathers, the kings of Judah, had dedicated, and his own sacred gifts, and all the gold that was found in the treasuries of the house of the Lord and the king's house, and sent them to Hazael, king of Syria. Then Hazael went away from Jerusalem. When his people were threatened by a neighboring king, Jehoash recognized that he had the ability to protect them by giving away all the money that he and his ancestors had stored up. He would rather lose all that money than lose any of his people because the life of his people was more valuable than the money of the kingdom. 
Okay, the next example, Jeremiah 41, verse 8. In this, Ishmael, an officer of the king, decides that he would rather be more powerful than the king, and he starts killing all the ranking officials and governors. While this is happening, 80 men arrive from a neighboring kingdom bringing offerings, and Ishmael kills all of them. But, verse 8, there were 10 among them who, were, who said to Ishmael, Do not put us to death, for we have stores of wheat, barley, oil, and honey hidden in the fields. So he refrained and did not put them to death with their companions. Everyone around them is being murdered and they say, wait, don't kill us. We have money and it totally works. They'd rather give away everything that they have than be killed. In both of these examples, people recognize that their lives or the lives of their people are more important than the money that they have. So it was easy to give it all away in order to save their lives. Remember from episode two, we can't take money with us when we die. So there's no sense in dying with a lot of it. It's better to live with no money than to die with plenty. Okay, how do we apply this to our lives? Hopefully you don't ever have your life threatened like the men in these examples. But if you do, remember this lesson. I've had some combatives training in the Air Force, and one of the key lessons is always to consider the cost before using the training. If you're in a fight for your life, go all out. But if you're in a situation where someone is threatening you for money, like somebody sneaks up behind you, puts a gun up to you and says, give me your wallet, that's probably not the time to go into combatives mode. It's much better to just give them your money and let them go. I really pray that this doesn't ever happen to any of you. But here's another case which a lot of people do find themselves in. Studies have shown that excessive amounts of stress can shorten your life expectancy. If you're working in a job or living in an environment that causes more stress than it's worth, especially if you're only working that job for the money as opposed to the mission, you might be trading your life for money. And that's something worth thinking about. I don't want to stray too far away from the Bible verses we referenced here, but if you find yourself in more stress than it's worth, consider what we talked about. Okay, number seven, faith. This is an example that's found throughout the entire Bible. Faith is how we attain righteousness. Genesis 15, 6 says, Abraham believed God, had faith in God, and it was counted to him as righteousness. Faith is how we receive salvation. Ephesians 2, 8 says, For by grace you have been saved through faith. And faith has the power to move mountains. Matthew 17, 20 says, For truly I say to you, if you have faith like the grain of a mustard seed, You will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. Nothing will be impossible through faith. Faith, or believing in and receiving the salvation of Jesus, is foundational to Christianity. For purposes of this podcast on finance, I want to focus on one passage in particular that directly compares faith with money. James 2, 5-7 Listen, my beloved brothers, has not God chosen those who are poor in the world to be rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom, which you have promised to those who love him? But you have dishonored the poor man. Are not the rich the ones who oppress you and the ones who drag you into court? Are they not the ones who blaspheme the honorable name by which you are called? God has chosen the poor in the world to be rich in faith and heirs of his kingdom. Which would you rather have? Riches in this life or an inheritance in God's kingdom through faith? 
Faith in God will bless us so much more than any amount of money ever could. The verse then goes on to remind us of what we talked about in episode two on the proper understanding of money. For the people in this verse, their riches have become an idol, choked out the truth, and caused them to stray from righteousness, leading them to oppress the poor and blaspheme the name of God. That is not a situation we want to find ourselves in. We want to remember that our faith in God, our trust and belief in Him, is far more important than the money. All right, number eight, salvation. We've kind of touched on this already since faith is how we attain salvation, but Jesus also references salvation itself in relation to money. It's recorded in three of the Gospels, in Matthew 16.26, Mark 8.36, and Luke 9.25. I'll read it from Mark. Jesus says, For what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and forfeit his soul? This is such a sobering reminder. If we can't take money with us when we die, it's temporary, it's fleeting, and it's vanity. Do not let money cost you your salvation. Eternity in heaven is worth so much, immeasurably more than any amount of money. And eternity in hell is not worth even the greatest sum of worldly possessions. Do not miss this. As we dive further and further into managing our finances well, let us never forget the condition of our hearts and the salvation of our souls. We need to pursue God first, and we need to be right in His eyes before we learn anything else about money. Speaking of which, number nine, God's Word. This one shows up in a few places, but let's look first in the Psalms. Psalm 19, 7-10 The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The rules of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, even much fine gold. Sweeter also than honey and the drippings of the honeycomb. I love that one. It goes through so many different aspects of the word and points out how they bless us and then concludes by saying they are far more valuable than even much fine gold. Let's look at a couple more verses in Psalm 119. Verse 14. In the way of your testimonies, I delight as much as in all riches. Verse 72. The law of your mouth is better to me than thousands of gold and silver pieces. Verse 127. Therefore, I love your commandments above gold, above fine gold. These verses use a few different words for the word of God. Law, testimonies, precepts, commandments. These are all found in the Bible. The Bible is the word of God. Knowing his word will benefit us so much more than money. It shows us how to live. It teaches us how to love. It allows us to know our creator and our savior. Let's look at a couple more verses. Deuteronomy 8.3 Man does not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. I love this verse. This is also the verse that Jesus quotes to Satan when he's tempting him in the wilderness for 40 days. Jesus is hungry and hasn't eaten, and Satan says, If you are really the Son of God, turn those rocks into loaves of bread so that you can be satisfied. And later he says, If you will bow to me, I will give you power and riches Jesus says, I don't need any of that. I do not live by bread alone, but by the word of God. If the word of God is enough to satisfy Jesus, the word of God is enough to satisfy us. 
Let's look at one more. Jeremiah 9, 23 through 24. Let not the rich man boast in his riches, but let him who boasts boast in this, that he understands and knows me, that I am the Lord who practices steadfast love, justice, and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight, declares the Lord. We should not boast in our riches, but boast in knowledge of God, which comes through his word. That means no matter how much money any of us have, from a lot to a little, the cooler thing, the more valuable thing, is how well we know the word. We shouldn't be boasting in what we have. We should be boasting in how much we know our Savior. One way that I make sure to apply this is by reading the word every morning before doing anything else. Even if I have a busy workday, even if I could be working more or making more money, even if I'm really excited about the work that God has for me that day, I always read the Bible first. It's the first thing every single day to make sure that this concept, number nine, God's word is always more important than money. All right, last, number 10, God himself. This one might seem obvious. Clearly, God is more valuable than money. He created money. He created everything. So he's obviously so much more valuable than anything in the world. But it's so important to point out and to recognize and to remind ourselves. Proverbs 15, 16 says, Better is a little with the fear of the Lord than great treasure and trouble with it. Why? Because of Psalm 4, 7. You have put more joy in my heart than they have when their grain and wine abound. Knowing God provides far more joy than money, even when it abounds, even when you have a ton of it. God gives us far more joy than anything else we could have. That's why Habakkuk writes in Habakkuk 3, 17 through 18, Though the fig trees should not blossom, nor fruit be on the vines, the produce of the olive fail, and the fields yield no food, the flock be cut off from the folds, and there be no herds in the stalls. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord, I will take joy in the God of my salvation. Even with nothing, he takes joy in the God of our salvation, because he knows that God satisfies every need. This is also why Jesus says in Matthew 13, 44 through 46, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and covered up. Then in his joy, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls, who on finding one pearl of great value, went and sold all that he had and bought it. A relationship with God is worth more than anything. It's worth more than everything you have to buy that field, to buy that pearl. If you're listening and you don't know God, then before we go any further learning about money, we need to spend some time getting to know Him. God created you. He's given you a purpose. He loves you. He forgives you of your sins. All that He asks in return is that we put our faith in Him. Reach out to Him in prayer. Ask Him to reveal Himself to you. Ask Him to come and live in your heart and save you. There's an invitation waiting for you, an invitation to have this joy that we've been talking about, a joy that's better than anything you can get from money or anything in this world, an invitation to spend eternity with him in heaven, in the kingdom of God. Accept that invitation. Pursue him above everything else. Man, this gets me so fired up. God is so good. He loves you and he has such a good plan for you. Love him back, follow him and put your faith in him. All right, 
Let's wrap this one up. In the last two episodes, we've covered 10 things the Bible says are more valuable than money. Righteousness, integrity, humility, wisdom, contentedness, life, faith, salvation, God's word, and God himself. Let's always remember to pursue these things before we pursue money and keep them above money in our minds. Thank you so much for joining me today. I really hope you got a ton of value out of this episode. I love looking at these 10 things and I hope that you can remember that they're always more important and more of a blessing than money. For more from Money on a Mission, make sure to subscribe so you get each new episode when they come out. Also, if you think it's worth it to you, add a rating and a review. The more five-star ratings we get, the more people we can impact with this. Next, head to moneyonamissionpodcast.com. You'll find the show notes with all the verses on these subjects, more than just the ones that I mentioned in the episode. You can also find a spot to enter your email so you can join the newsletter. Third, look me up on Instagram. My username is at Ned Kingman. Like and comment and then shoot me a direct message if you have any questions or topics you'd like covered on the show. Finally, most importantly, please, please share this podcast. If you've gotten any value out of this episode or think it can provide value to anyone you know, hit the share button in your podcast app, text this episode to a friend, or send them a link to the website too. Let's work together to make sure we can impact as many people as possible and change the way our generation manages money. I hope and I pray that you've been blessed through this episode. I can't wait to see you next time. Until then, glorify God, love others, and always manage your money on a mission.